Here is in is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hi everybody, this is Dr. Ray. You are listening to a least worst of the doctor is in. We have no best of, but this is truly one of our least worst. Hello, Dr. Ray. Hi, Dr. Ray. How are you? I'm sure I'm going to get really good advice from you. Well, I don't know about that. You know, I was looking for a deeper answer. You came to the wrong place. So what do I do? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is wonderful advice. This is what I needed to hear. You're right on track with us. You're right on track. And everybody make a mistake. Does that comfort you? No. Am I close? No. You are the best thing that has ever happened to people. Did I make you feel a lot better or what? No, you made me feel worse. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Let me give out the number right at the top of the show because I got a whole bunch of stuff I want to say. 877-573-7825. For those of you who have never listened to the show or you only listen with one ear, you don't even know what that number's for. But for those of you who have listened more than twice, you may know that you can use that number to call this program and to ask questions about your situation. You can say, well, let me see what Gurindy's 92 IQ points can add to this, and I'll get more details in just a moment. But I do want to say this. This is kind of it's kind of an award the show has won. Kind of hesitant to do it because I'm competing for several awards at once. And if I promulgate this award, then it's going to hurt the humility award. Because I'm still I'm still in the competition for that, although pretty much I'm I'm fading. This could be my my last attempt at the humility award. It's just it's just too hard to stay this humble. Jim Brown Average 5.4 yards per carry in his, I believe, nine years as a rusher for the Cleveland Browns. Jim Brown is arguably the best running back in the history of pro football. Six foot two, 230 pounds, around a 100-yard dash, 9.6. That's blazing for a guy that fat, that big. Jim Brown retired at age 30 because he wanted to go into acting. He was... Eight out of nine years, he won the rushing title. The only time he didn't was Jim Taylor. Jim Brown had a broken wrist, and Taylor edged him out. Jim Brown, at that time, now it's not true anymore. I think O.J. Simpson eclipsed it, and there may be another runner who eclipsed it too. Jim Brown had the highest lifetime rushing totals ever. So every time he carried the ball, he set a new record. That's the way it was. Now, why am I telling you all this? I'm drawing a parallel. This program is the longest-running program with no psychobabble at a time. And every time we do another segment, we break our own record. So, once again, don't try to trick me into using psychobabble. Now, a little more detail. If you have a question about something in your life, someone in your life, and, and, you know, obviously this is not therapy, but maybe, maybe using the cascade effect, I'd give you a little suggestion, and that suggestion might get in motion some things that could change a lot. I mean, that's really what this is about, the cascade effect. Maybe we ought to change the name of this show from The Doctor Is In to 
the cascade effect. Because if you make some small move in your marriage, with your kids, in relationships, with that adult child, adult sibling, maybe it could redirect the trending of the relationship. So 877-573-7825. 877-57-EQUAL is the number of the program. I just got a suggestion. Uh, I don't know if that's from Eric or Andrew. I'm go- he wants, they want me to start a GoFundMe program to cover the rebranding costs for the show. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to ponder that. <clears throat> I am hesitant. I'm hesitant to give this particular scenario, this particular vignette. But I think it has a double whammy. On one hand, I think it could upset some wives because they would say, why can't you have the sensitive, communicating reception of Dr. Ray? I think it could upset some parents because they could say, I just wish I had that kind of approach to children. Nevertheless, here goes. I came home one day, and I noticed, I picked up, it was very subtle, but I picked it up, because I'm trained, that my wife was upset. Now, how did I do this? Now, this is the part where the wives could get upset at their husbands, because they're not as sensitive as Dr. Ray. She came out, and she had two of the children by their biceps, and she was saying... I do not like them where I am. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them in my hair. I do not like them anywhere. Now, I picked up on this. I sensed it. I knew something was wrong. said, uh, honey, is something wrong? See, you ask, you ask, you ask probing questions. That's what you got to do. You got to ask probing, probing questions. So, given that, she said... It's Andrew. Now, at that time, Andrew was the oldest. He was six. What did he do? He lied to me. Oh, oh. Where is he? He's up laying in his bed. Oh. Now, gentlemen, I'll give you a little, give you a little marital tidbit. If you've been away for some hours, wherever you were, post, maybe, maybe at work, and, and your wife is a stay-at-home mom, and she's been in the trenches all day, she kind of got little little frazzled edges there. And you come home, <clears throat> and she clearly uh, has been upset handling the day-in and day-out stuff from the kids. Don't convey a tone of, I'm here now. The trouble will be solved correctly, which is what I did. I said, well, honey, let, let, let me talk to him. I'll straighten this out. Now, here's the part where I'm going to intimidate parents. I went upstairs, and Andrew was laying in his bed. Stared at the ceiling. Andrew, Mom says you lied. I don't remember. 
Why, you, <laughs> you've been watching C-SPAN, Congressman? What did you have for breakfast this morning an hour ago? I'm sorry, I can't recall. Andrew, if mom said you lied, I believe mom. So I'm only going to ask you once. If you lie to me too, now you got two lies, and now whatever mom did, you're going to have double. Did you lie? I still don't remember. But if mom said I did, there's a pretty good chance I did. Now that's a weasel response. I, I'm ready. The moment I've been waiting for in my parenthood. He's old enough. <clears throat> the lecture. Andrew, look at me, son. And then I started. I went on. I talked about truthfulness. I talked about virtue. I talked about how people have to believe what you say. Because if you lied to them, the next time around, they can't know. I talked about the time that I lied to my own dad and, and what that did for a while till I got his trust back. I, our souls were uniting. We met. This was going to be something that God willing, Andrew's 36 now, 30 years hence, he was going to be sitting in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner when everybody talked about their childhood memories, and he was going to say, I want to share something between me and Dad that changed the course of my young life. I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. <clears throat> so I was done. It took about seven, eight minutes. Best stuff. Best stuff. I'm highly trained. Andrew, you have anything to say, son? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, Dad. How come if my one eye looks at the ceiling, my other eye can't look at the floor? I am not making this up. This whole scenario was true, except maybe the Dr. Susie and Rhyme. This happened. Now, somewhere in my mini speech I lost that boy and I I can't say for sure but I think it was when I said Andrew look at me son 877-573-7825-877-57 equal is the number to call when we come back your calls thank you for joining me very much would like to hear from you I just was calling to let you know that you are right. The doctor will be with you in just a moment. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. 
go to lordteachmetopray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. You're listening to the least worst of The Doctor Is In with Dr. Ray Garendi. So please, no calls at this time. What do most people think when they say, I love you? According to Michelle, age nine, they think, yeah, I really do love him, but I hope he showers at least once a day. Got to get down to the basics. Kevin from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hi, Kevin. Jerry, how you doing? Good, sir. How old is this son of yorn? 30. 30. He doesn't live at home, does he? Unfortunately, for the last year he has, he got divorced a year ago from a, uh, from a person from another country, and the person couldn't adjust, and they moved on and kind of left him a wreck. And uh, so he moved home. And it's been, it's, been, it's, been, it's been okay. I mean, it's been good. He's been civil and whatever. But even as a child, he'd have these outbursts, Dr. Ray. They last for 5, 10, 15 minutes kind of get a glare or glaze in his eyes almost just like he's completely in his animal brain and can't think and then we had an outburst just a few days ago which hasn't happened in a couple years oh i'm sorry i'm really going fast go ahead uh, so he had a hull burst and he just he pulled it ripped our little a little dog out of my arms and said he was going to kill it and i begged him not to take the dog and whatever i never thought he was going to kill the dog and then he said i'm going to kill myself and it just has escalated to the point where um, he focuses more on my wife because I'm more of a pleaser or whatever, but I'm just kind of trying to navigate these kind of rough waters. Well, you said something interesting, Kevin. You said uh, he's had a history of these outbursts, but then you said he hasn't had one for a couple years. Correct. Yep. Yep. So he the, no, the, when he was... The reason you're calling is because that most recent one scared you. Scared the living daylights out of me. It actually shattered my sense of peace. And you're thinking, what's he capable of? I'm afraid of what he... I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. You got her. What provoked him? Well, he asked my wife if he could have something, and uh, my wife, something inconsequential... 
betting for a bed and extra blanket. And my wife said, no, they all have a purpose. And it, uh, uh, boy, it spun out of control from there. Apparently, he thinks your wife's a little too bossy and controlling. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> I just said, apparently, I was taking a guess, and you you confirmed no. it, huh? No. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, he could have, if you were at the fair, you would hit the balloon dead center. So his reaction was kind of a fed-up reaction. Basically, he was saying, I'm sick of you. Always trying to tell me what to do. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's how yeah, he reacted. Yeah. What yeah, are you going to do about it? Going, my, well, boy, that's why I'm calling. My wife wants to just kind of, until he deals with these kind of emotional outbursts and admits that he has them, because another kind of aspect of this, after, you know, after all the emotions out of it and he's had time to think about it, he kind of rewrites the story so that he's the victim and the other person's the villain. Your wife probably wants him out of there, doesn't she? Uh, she wouldn't say it, but yes, because we agreed we weren't going to use that as a threat to get, you know, compliance or whatever. So he threatens to kill your dog. Yeah, his dog initially, but he couldn't take care of it. It's a small dog, so then we took it over, and I really, it's my dog now, Dr. Ray. Was his at one time. I got to believe this is going to start to create some uh, schism in your marriage, because she's gonna she's gonna get tired of being treated like this, and you're gonna say, "Well, we got to support him. Well, we got to give him a a place to land. He's suffering. He's had a he's had a tough existence. He's hurting. We got to be understanding that kind of the dynamic." Um, I've, I've thought that through Dr. Ray and we can't keep on taking my approach because it's only bringing me in a circle and in a circle again and in a circle again. So I'm saying now I'm at, I said, I'm, I told my wife, I'm calling Dr. Ray and whatever he says work, that's my direction. And I, I, I'm, and I'm willing with my wife to say, honey, we've tried it. Another way. We got to do something different. If, and if you will love you, she'll give you a big kiss. Yeah, well, I because she that. probably well, thinks that when it comes down to her or him, you're going to side with him. No, but I do. I do. He does have a soft spot for I have a soft spot for him. I always have. Well, you labeled it a soft spot, but I think if you asked your wife, do you think I take his side in this kind of thing and I'm allowing him to mistreat you? I got a feeling, Kevin, you're not going to want to hear what she's going to say. Yeah. So. We've been down that road. Oh, all right. So, whew, I thought I was wrong there for a second. Well, I was starting to get nervous. I was going to disconnect the phone call. All right. Hey, you hit one more and you're going to win the Cupid doll. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting for the cycle. Um, yeah. I'm not telling you this, but what would happen if you said to your son, you ever do that again, you can't live here? I think he would say, okay, fine, see you later. I mean, I'm not sure he'd do it, but I think that would be his initial reaction. What's that tell you? And I, that tells me that I have choices to make, and sometimes they're hard. 
Well, it also tells you he didn't say, okay, Dad, it won't happen again. His attitude no, was, well, never... if it happens again, all right, kick me out. Yeah, never contrition. Never, never contrite. Mm. Never, That's not a good sign. I'm sorry. I mean, I can't, I can't therapize anybody from this distance, but that, in general, that. is not a good sign when someone doesn't own up to some really ugly behavior consistently. Well, he won't be honest about it. Okay. Well, your your original question was, okay, how do I make him not be angry? Uh, and I don't how have do an I... answer. I don't have an answer for that because I think yep. you're dealing with a 30 year old who's going to get angry when he thinks he's been uh, dissed. How da- how dare her not give him the blanket he wanted? Yep. Yep. And to react like yep. that. And then to not turn around and come back and say, hey, I'm sorry, Dad, that was way out of line. I better apologize to Mom, too. No, I, from what you're saying, he didn't do that. So you might want to sit down with your wife and, say, and, and ask her, what do you want to do about this? Yep. I, yep. Mean, that's, I think I've done. Yep. Every, every parent in these situations, and I'll tell you what, this is, this is a pandemic of adult people living at home with their parents and a yeah. uh, high, high percentage of them are not very nice uh and then the parents get to the point where they say hey well, what we can do about this and then they say well yeah but if we ask him to leave uh, oh man who, what's he gonna do and so they continue yeah. and continue until they can't take anymore do you think his suicide threat was uh legit or was he just mouthing it I think he was just mouthing it personally. My wife is concerned, but I'm, I'm not. I, I no, I don't believe that at all. I think it was just to ramp it up to another higher level to try to get a reaction. Hmm. Okie dokie. I would say, Kevin, instead of uh, talking with your son, I'd sit down with your wife. And I got a feeling that if you really ask her to be straight about this, you're going to hear some things where she's thinking. I tell you, I don't, I don't know how much of him I want to take, and I don't like the fact that I'm not sure that when he does this, you'll protect me. I'm just guessing, but I've been five for five, so don't challenge me. <laughs> okay, thanks, Doctor Ray. Good luck, um, Kevin. Just talking to you, just talking to you made a world of a difference. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Andrew. Use that one for a bumper. Got to use that one. Just a world, though. I was hoping he'd say like a solar system of difference, maybe a galaxy of difference, but just a world. Uh, I got, yeah, I got time. Uh, Susan from uh, Boston, Mass. Hi, Susan. Okay, this is bringing back memories. This is bringing back memories of when I would say hi to girls. When I would say hi to girls, and they didn't say hi back. Hello. Hi, Susan. Hi, Doctor Ray. Dating a guy that just doesn't think you know anything about anything. Well, he just he knows what he likes, and um, he he will offer an eloquent description as to why something he would like to do would be a good idea, and it's lovely. I listen, and if I happen to say no, then he attempts to change my mind, and fine. Then I restate my position and explain why, and then he starts again. You've had ten children, some of them crafty. Could this be an almost childlike or adolescent approach to getting what he wants? Or you think it could be like an OCD or anxiety? Depends upon I, how I, I long. I want to be reasonable. It depends upon how long he keeps coming back at you. 
if you say, here's my reasoning, and he says, well, I don't agree with your reasoning. Here's why I think we should do this. And then you say, well, here's some more reasons why I don't think we should do this. And he says, well, I don't, I don't agree with your reasoning. Here's why I think we should do this. How does he, how does he end up? Does he say, Susan, okay, I'll, I'll just let it go. Does he end up like that or no? He keeps going. He may, event- he may eventually acquiesce to my position, but it'll be made known to me. He'll leave a sulk or he'll you know, be, make little snide comments later or even just pull away altogether for a while. So, so he'll you, make so it known. You get you know, punished. You get punished. And, and I'll, I'll add to that that there's a factor in here where he doesn't have transportation. So, you know, in other words, I don't know if that also triggers the typical teenage response where, can I get the car, you know? All right, you stay right there, Susan. Don't leave me. You didn't say hi to me initially. Don't leave me now. I'll, I've got to take a break. It's a hard break. i got no choice. You stay right there. I'll come back. Got lines ready for you. 877-57-EQUAL. Midpoint of the show. You can call. Sixty on ten with Monsignor Charles Pope. The Sixth Commandment: You shall not commit adultery. This commandment is wide-ranging in its implications. It forbids us uh, not only from committing the very act of adultery, but also other sexual sins such as fornication or premarital sex, watching pornography, and speaking lewdly. Likewise, homosexual acts and acts of masturbation are also forbidden us. And the Lord Himself even enjoins us to a purity of mind that we should not freely entertain uh, lustful thoughts. And so it's wide-ranging, it's challenging, but it's in service of the great sacredness of human life which comes from sexual activity. So we thank God for this great gift of sexuality and we ask for His grace to live it with great reverence. The Sixth Commandment, you shall not commit adultery. For more about the Ten Commandments, visit EWTNRC.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. Parents in a town just 45 minutes outside of Dublin have banned together to enforce a smartphone ban for their children in elementary school. It was just the striking results of the rising anxiety, depression, and everything we noticed of having a mobile phone, especially among young children. And according to this article, the results have been extremely positive in terms of less anxiety among the children, closer bonds being formed with the families, more time spent together outside with kids playing and actually reading. I mean, this is such common sense. All too often, I think it's it's hard for parents and grandparents to resist, right? Well, mom and dad, everybody has one. It's really incredible, the simple effort of parents coming together and saying, you know what, we need to do something. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. You're listening to the least worst of The Doctor is In with Dr. Ray Gorendi. So please, no calls at this time. Hit it, Jerry! It always amazes me. Well, I'll talk about this later. Right now I'm talking to Susan. She's in a relationship. She's trying to figure out this guy. She's thinking, all right, what's going on here? I mean, he argues, and he continues to argue, and then if he acquiesces to Susan's perspective, Susan's preference, he gets sulky, he gets pouty, 
he'll punish her in some way. He'll retreat. He'll he'll show her that in fact he's just not going to accept the way she's looking at her or what she would like to do or not like to do. And Susan is saying, "Well, is it, is this kind of adolescenty, or 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 is there something else going on?" Hi, Susan. How are you? Still there? Hi, Doctor E. Yes, I okay. am. Okay. Now I know this, but. Anyone listening doesn't know this. You are in your sixties, so this is no, a gentleman. I'm in my fifties. Okay. <laughs> is he in his fifties? He's sixty. Okay. So this is a gentleman who. Do you think has been his pattern for his life? That in fact, if he can't get somebody to agree with him, he's. If he does yield, uh, there's going to be repercussions. I don't know if it's all centered around the transportation issue, or no. I th- I think he also likes people to see his point of view. Yeah. I think Why would you think it's, it's centered likely. around something like transportation? How would those even relate? Well, because that's that seems to be a lot of the things that are coming up that are creating problems. But I mean, honestly, if I guess if I look at it, even other issues, if he if he wants to change your mind about you know how you see something, he might go a little bit too long on it or you know a little too much detail rather than just accept that other people see things differently. Do you like this? No, I don't like it. You think it's going to change? Do I think what? You think it's going to change? Well, no, that's what I'm wondering. I'm I'm wondering if there's a way to get a breakthrough somehow with that or if it's just something that I'm just going to have to accept it the way it is. Well, it sounds like it. He's 60. And it, mm-hmm. okay, here's the question. How often has he come back to you and said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I pushed on that too hard. I, I didn't mean to argue like that, and I certainly shouldn't have pouted. How often has he done that? Possibly never. Oh, possibly never. Not, not probably never, or maybe never, or perhaps never. Possibly never. Uh. Yeah, well, I just, I don't want to be, I don't want to do the never and always thing, but nothing jumps to mind, let's put it You've never heard it, right? (laughs) Right. So what's that tell you? It's not likely to change. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I can't predict what the guy's going to do, but he's 60 years old. If this is his style, and I think the more significant thing is this is his style that he sees nothing wrong with. Yeah. So if you're going to keep dating him, you might as well tell yourself, this is just something I'm going to have to put up with or endure. Or if you say to yourself, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can agree and disagree on, and I don't want to have to go through this every time. You could say that. That's why when you get to know somebody, you start to see things about their personality that you say, hmm, well, that's an aspect to consider in this relationship. Oh, there's another one. Got to think about that one, too. That's where you're at, isn't it? Yeah. Is it safe to say he wasn't like this when you first began to see him? Yeah, yeah, I would say in the initial period it was. But I, I think in the initial period of it, too, I was just kind of excited for the whole thing as well and going here, there, and everywhere and just try things from his perspective like what oh maybe i'll see what that's about see what that's about then i just kind of got tired of that and wanted to do more of what i am used to doing and we have kind of some different likes and dislikes that's 
part of it too. Well, that's part so I, of. When... I think it's it's a matter of you know is he willing to say well we'll have separate time as well and that's fine you know go do your thing I'll do my thing but I think he wants I think he thinks a successful marriage will be if we are always together and we like to do the same things. I think he's worried about not having a successful marriage because he had one that didn't work. So I think he's worried that I would leave him if, if it didn't remain close enough. Well, my dear, um, many people are in relationships where they continue in the relationship. They see a lot of things that are hard to endure, but they think, well, maybe it'll change. Well, I can I can do this. And then they find they get progressively more discontent about the relationship. So that's the decision you got to make. It's like, okay, well, okay. that's who he is. He has enough redeeming qualities that uh, I'll get to know the guy a lot more. Or you say to yourself, hmm, things are coming out here that could be tough for me to have to adjust to at this point in my life. Just some thoughts, my dear. That's all I can provide you. Well, I appreciate it, Dr. Ray. Thank you so much. I knew you'd have some kind of insight that would be helpful. Thank you, Susan. There's another one, Andrew. There's another one. I'll tell you what, I'm getting complimented left and right, and I figure I have to hang on the line as long as I can to get a compliment. Sometimes it comes right at the beginning of the call, but then people say, well, well how, do you, how do you decide how long to take a call? Um, probably till I can weasel a compliment out of them. Um, at some point, yeah, it, it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a whole show, and that's when Andrew, the producer man, gets mad because I'm I'm on a call for 47 minutes, and he's saying, hey, look, we got other people on the line. I say, yeah, but I haven't gotten a compliment yet. He said, you're not going to get one. So, uh, well, it's a problem. 877-573-7825-877-57. Equal is the number to call. Midpoint of the program, if you call, you have equal chance of getting up even if you called at the top of the program. It's always that way. This is not a chronologically based take the calls. And by the way, I just realized something. There's no doubt in my mind that when I said I keep people on the line until I get a compliment, there are those of you, and you know who you are, that think, well, that's ridiculous. How arrogant. How how full of himself. Do you believe that guy? How do I know that? <laughs> because I've had people tell me that. I had one lady say to me, you know, it took me two years to like you. <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> do you like the show now? Oh, she goes, yes, I really like it. I go, well, well what happened? I didn't change in two years. What, what what happened? Well, I just realized that some of the stuff you say, uh, you, you weren't being serious. And I wanted to say, but I didn't. I wanted to say, well, it took you long enough. <laughs> no, she might not want to hear that. <laughs> 877-57-EQUAL. And the thing is, I'm getting older, see? So it isn't a matter of, well, i got to worry about what I say. Because if the folks at EWTN or Ave Maria say, you know what, Ray, get lost. I go, okay. (laughs) I want to go mow my lawn. It's mindless, but I can look out that window and I can say, see those lines? Look how straight those lines are. Those are amazing. I'm going to take a picture of those lines and put it on Facebook.
What is catechesis and why do we care? The job of catechesis is to reveal all the joy as well as the demands of the way of Christ, says the Catholic Catechism. The way of Christ is summed up in the catechesis of the Beatitudes. Jesus gave us the eight Beatitudes in his Sermon on the Mount. The Catholic Catechism tells us this teaching is the only path that leads to the eternal Beatitude, happiness, for which the human heart longs. The catechesis of sin and forgiveness challenges us. Unless man acknowledges that he is a sinner, states the catechism, he cannot know the truth about himself, which is a condition for acting justly, and without the offer of forgiveness, man could not bear the truth. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. The best way for the church to respond to this new woke religion is to actually begin to see it as religious. What they're offering is a new sense of believing, a new sense of belonging, and a new sense of behaving. They have new commandments uh, regarding tolerance and inclusivism and multiculturalism and egalitarianism. And what's remarkable about this is that the woke people seem to think that the Christian faith is a barrier. Look, Christianity has always taught that the gospel was a universal message. Christ died for all. All human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. And we all have solidarity in the fact that we sin. And yet the church gets no credit for its great cultural achievements. Look, the church has already welcomed every nation, family, and tribe. We are the first universal people. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi everybody, this is Dr. Ray. You are listening to a least worst of the doctor is in. We have no best of, but this is truly one of our least worst. Real nice to have you with me, Dr. Ray Garendi here. Program, Dr. Zoom, Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Co-production of the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and Abe Maria Communications. Very, very much a privilege to be with those folks. They are truly classy individuals. Truly. Put up with me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> All righty, we got some calls up there. Want to take them? Uh, Max, great name, great name for a guy. I want to give Max a compliment uh, before he gives me a compliment. Uh, Max, you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, sir, I want to compliment you because I I really appreciate the fact that you are labeling what your four-year-old is doing as frustration and not anger management issues. <laughs> He doesn't know how to deal with this frustration. 
But my well, I don't know. I don't know too many four-year-olds who do, Max. <laughs> um, and and so I would, I, I would usually say that I'm like, uh, he's just our angry child. You know, he's 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 always mad. He throws fits. He's he's always kind of been that way, even since he was a baby. I noticed. Um, but I see that true. He he he's frustrated, and I get frustrated with him. But I want to learn how to not do that. I don't know how to undo basically this cycle that we started where he gets mad, I get mad at him, and and it, we kind of, you know, just go nowhere. I'm going to address your frustration first because you are the easiest one to deal with. Right. Well... Maybe not. You're, let me put it this way. You may not be the easiest one to deal with, but you're the one who's going to listen. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> now, are you ready? I have a two-word prescription to help you not get so frustrated at your four-year-old's frustration. Okay. Now, I don't know if you have a pencil and paper if you want to write this down, it's really very short, and you can probably remember it. Okay. Here it is. Expect it. Yeah. He's four. He gets frustrated and melts down or whatever he does when he doesn't get what he wants, when the world doesn't rotate the way he wants to rotate it. Okay, that's no big deal. That happens. What you are getting frustrated about is you're saying, I don't want him to act this way. Why is he doing right. this? He's making my life right. tough. Stop it. That's what you're doing. Instead of saying, yeah, I got a four-year-old who throws fits. All right. Well, that's why I'm a parent. Now, his frustration. When we adopted my son, John, he was four years old. He had had a very, very rough history. Uh, he threw fits as often as he breathed. He was four years old when we adopted him. We didn't have him those first four years. So we implemented a response that I'm going to give to you. What's your little guy's name? Levy. Levy. Levy, I'll tell you what, buddy. You can be mad. But you're not going to throw a fit. And every time you throw a fit, the next five things you ask for is going to be no. Now, at that point, Max, when he asks for something and you say no, he's going to throw another fit, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. So you start over. You say, okay, Levy, now that's, that's five. That's five, buddy. Now, we did that with my son, John, and I'm not going to tell you how long it took because I'm going to use you as a look-back call someday. But uh, your little guy gets frustrated and upset when he doesn't get his way. Okay. I don't. That doesn't bother me, Max. That doesn't bother me at all. That's who he is. What bothers me is at this point, you're kind of buffaloed as to how to handle him. Uh -huh. So, you just tell him, Levy, 
Now, you're not going to use this word because he won't understand it. But what you're going to say, and basically, you're going to say, these fits are very expensive. They're going to cost you a lot of privileges. Uh That's what you're going to do. You almost have an attitude, Max, that says, I don't care if you throw a fit. That doesn't bother me. You're four years old. But let me tell you what I'm going to do about it. So this... So he's going to lose all his privileges then. He's just not going to be able to do anything. Well, the next five things he asks for, yeah. Can he for your soul? I'm sorry? Can can he understand that concept? Like, if I tell him, all, all he's going to hear is that he's not getting his way, and he's going to continue to no, go he won't. down that path. Your, your boy no. may be frustrated. He ain't dumb. Your boy's going to realize, oh, well, I better not do this. Because if I do, now this may take him a while to realize this, of course, he's four. But if I do this, this is what's happened in the past 94 times. I'm getting it. Now, if you say, well, what if he doesn't understand? Max, do you have a dog? I don't. I, we had one. Right. I didn't deal with it, so we got rid of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm noticing a pattern here. Your dog gets frustrated, so you got rid of him. Um. When you were attempting to train that dog not to pee in your house, did you wait until he understood why he shouldn't pee in your house, or did you just train him? Yeah. Is Levy smarter than your dog? Yes. Okie dokie, you answered your question. I got a book, Max. It's going to help you a lot more than I just did in this last five minutes. The book is titled Discipline That Lasts a Lifetime. It's my biggest selling book. It's on my website. It's signed. And it is a hundred of the most disciplined, common discipline questions I get asked. And temper fits are in there. The multi-consequences in there. The parent getting frustrated is in there. Uh, you, you asked about seven things that are in that book. And they're much more detailed there than I could give you any answers here. So that's something you might throw on top of it if you wish. There you go, Max. I think. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think you'll take care of it. I appreciate the call, Max. Thank you. All righty, another break. (laughs) They just keep coming. I just keep getting breaks. My grandfather, when he came from Italy, and he dug, used to say that I dug ditches, Raymond. He dug ditches for eight or nine hours. I think he got one break. I sit in an air-conditioned studio for one hour and get five breaks. To me, it's all about commitment. Call now for great advice from Dr. Ray. Now, don't you feel better? Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Do you have a bad temper? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. From the Old to the New Testament, Scripture speaks about us controlling our anger. 
Proverbs states that those of us with a hasty temper will make mistakes. We also know anger issues can lead to health issues. We can cause a fight, lose a friend, or witness to others in ways that are unproductive. Mayo Clinic suggests some ways to manage our anger and dial down the temperature of our anger. Practice deep breathing, maybe a personal timeout. Think before speaking. Calm down before discussing a concern. This will lead to less stress. Identify solutions and present them calmly. Try using humor or laugh at yourself. Humor can be a great diffuser. Most of all, if you have persistent anger issues at work or at home, don't be afraid to seek help. For more details on managing anger, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Got caught up in that whole selfishness, that whole, you know, um, I can do it all. The times when I was struggling were the times I needed God the most. And now that uh, I've come back and accepted God, my world has completely changed. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. You're listening to The Least Worst of The Doctor Is In with Dr. Ray Garendi. So please, no calls at this time. You know, I didn't say this to Max. I should have. Uh, this could change my career completely. Uh, I won't be on the radio anymore. Uh, I'm, you, you read about these entrepreneurs who develop something? Well, I've developed a snotometer. Yeah, yeah, you can, it within uh, probably 10 or 12 feet of a temporary erupting child, you can measure it. You can actually see the degree of the fit. I've, I've labeled it the snotometer, and I'm, I'm looking to get a patent. So far, no luck. But if it happens, I could be a multi-gazillionaire. Diana from Georgia is concerned about her 17-year-old grandson. Hi, Diana. Hi, Dr. Ray. Before we start, let me go ahead and give you your compliment. You're awesome. I love listening to you. And I even got my husband listening to you, and we're both in our 70s. So, Wait a minute. Then now that I've got the compliment, we're going to disconnect you. Is that okay? I was afraid of that. Yeah, you no. should have saved it to the end. <laughs> okay. Give me one more chance, please. All right. Try it again. <laughs> All right. So I have a grandson, one of them. I, we actually have Ken. But um, he's always been a pretty good kid. Um, temporary, even as a small uh, child, he always had a temper. But um, recently, within the last year and a half or so, maybe two years, he started with the vaping thing and has progressed on now to some marijuana. Uh, he did get expelled from a wonderful school where he was on the football team. They wow. gave him good chances. Oh, yeah. They then uh, put him in a private school, which he was asked to leave as well. Um, a, no, no police involvement so far, none, no legal problems, but we're concerned about him. And his um, parents are wonderful parents. He has a two-year-old older brother who's wonderful, doing great, 
starting his first year in college this year. Uh, no problems there. Um, my question is, when my grandson gets caught and they find, you know, his materials a couple of days ago, in fact, uh, once again, he confronts them with, you do whatever you want to do. I'm not, I'm not stopping. You can't stop me. I'm not stopping this. I'm doing it. Well, he's and, right, Diana. He is right. They can't totally stop him. He's 17 years old. However, my question for them would be, if they were sitting in my office, I would say, well, what have you done to supervise him? Because obviously he doesn't do this at home, so he's doing it out and about, correct? Yes. And they obviously let him go out and about. How are they going to prevent him from going out the door? What's he going to do? See, here, here, you're now, and this, you broadened this issue out when you said he's been expelled from two schools. Yes. In other words, this is a kid that's basically, it sounds like, from what you're describing, out of control. He's out of control. Yes. And the, the dope smoking, which is illegal and dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, he's doing. And he's probably hanging with a bad group. He probably doesn't care about school. He's probably seriously difficult. How close is he to 18? He will only, I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke, he will be 17 in October. Oh, okay. Yes, he's not 17 quite yet. He does not drive. They will not even consider letting mm-hmm. him get a driver's license. So thankfully, that they, they were able to control. But um, he works. So if he uh, walks out the door, when they say that you can't be out of our sight, and he walks out the door, what would they do? That's my question. They don't know what they would do? What can they do if he walks out the door? Well, they can, they can call the cops. Yeah, yeah. Now, That's my suspicion talking. is they don't want to do that. Of course. Right. Because, you know, it shuts a lot of doors once that happens. But on no, the other hand... No, it doesn't. I mean, the, the, if they believe that he is engaging in dangerous behavior... Yeah. And smoking marijuana now is dangerous behavior because you can't know what's in it. It's very potent, and there is exactly. evidence that it can lead to a psychosis. So, exactly. given that, they're basically saying we can't stop him. Right? Right, yes, correct. So what do you do? Then you have to do the only thing you can do, and if you find that he's find those drugs in the house or know that he's doing that, then you do call the police and report it and let him worry about it from there. And and it's it's very discouraging and, and you know, Doctor Ray, my youngest daughter passed uh at twenty seven, right before her twenty eighth birthday. This year will be nine years ago. And my another daughter, my oldest daughter, who's getting ready to turn 60, is uh, a recovering. Um, she was uh, prescription drugs. Uh, she's doing well. She's pretty much perfectly fine now. Diana, my dear, you're going to have to call me back because the clock is going to shut us both down. So call back and uh, talk to the parents because they might want to get some guidance from their local juvenile court on what to do about some of these things as parents, what their options are. Got to run. Thank you so very much for keeping me company. I appreciate it. Those of you who called.
Particularly those of you who complimented. I've got a list of them. You can read them if you want. This is Dr. Ray Walk with God all the time. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook. The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.